0: hello 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 welcome to the it is what it is podcast powered by the riot report my name is josh klein i am managing editor of said riot report and while i know that you all appreciate my dulcet tones um i will not be handling most of the work for this episode uh please welcome analyst for the riot report uh co-host of the great british drafting show and uh one of the smartest guys that i know and uh one of my one of my good friends, Vincent Richardson. Welcome.
1: Hello. How are
0: you? I am doing fantastic. Uh, ecstatic to go out and stand in the sun for a couple hours today and watch uh, a little bit of Panthers practice or training camp, and uh, hope that hope that we get some excitement and uh, and uh, able to avoid some of the injuries like uh, like Gerald McCoy suffered yesterday. Um, I wanted to ask you. So on today's episode, you're going to be talking to. Uh, Omar Bayless, who's a wide receiver, undrafted free agent for the Panthers. What was it that uh, that made you want to talk to Omar?
1: So, I think there's kind of two things really. One, sort of watching his take when he came out um, of Arkansas State, you know, I was, I was you know, really quite impressed and I thought he was a very draftable prospect that the Panthers work. were very fortunate to get as an undrafted free agent. And I think also then, sort of, you know, um, as we've gone through sort of the early bits of training camp and stuff, his name has kept coming up. Uh, you know, Robbie Anston mentioned him, Matt Rawls mentioned him quite a few times. Uh, and I thought he was someone who not only showed that he could be quite a good player as a college prospect, but also was clearly making an impression through camp thus far.
0: Yeah, uh, even in the few days of camp that we've been able to see, he's one of those guys that just like jumps off the, uh, jumps off the field, literally and figuratively. You can kind of see him during one-on-ones. Um, he, he seems like he's always open. So um, when, when a player gets mentioned a lot during training camp, he's certainly somebody to keep an eye on. And uh, uh, glad you got to talk to him. What did you, wh- what do you think, what's a couple of takeaways and, and everybody's going to get to listen to the whole interview, but what are some takeaways that you, that you got after, uh, after speaking with him?
1: Uh, I think probably one of the more interesting ones was sort of, you know, one of the things that really stood out on on his tape at Arkansas State was was the way that he was able to, the way he was able to get off the line again against press coverage in particular, but also just the way the speed with which he got into his routes and sort of the pressure he was able to put on DBs early in routes and sort of hearing him talk about how how important that is for him, but also how, you know, he's continuing to work on his his footwork at the line and his release to make sure he's able to consistently get that leverage and, and also, you know, his 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 focus on trying to get better as a route runner. Yeah, you know, I I think he is quite a good route runner already. But but you know he's aware that you know the windows will not be as big in the NFL. You'll have to get out of your breaks faster. You know it, it, you have to you have to be elite as a route runner, not just quite good. And I think that kind of both his desire to get better and also where he is already kind of things that really stood out for me.
0: Yeah, I mean there is every year it feels like there is a wide receiver in training camp that that everybody uh Panthers fans kind of fall in love with and and hope that they can make the roster. And it certainly seems like Omar Bayless uh is that wide receiver this year. Do you think that he has a real chance at making the roster?
1: Yeah, I think he does. I mean I think in the short term it's gonna be about special teams and that's something both that, that, that Matt Rule mentioned when he talked about him and also something that Omar Bayless kind of made a point of talking about, you know, making the making the making the the plays which aren't going to show up in a highlight reel sort of you know making sure you're blocking properly on 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 routes if you're not getting the ball uh, and making sure you're you're doing your utmost in special teams i think that's really where fans will most likely see him as a rookie if he does make the roster but i I think i think he does have have a real chance both because he can make an impact in those regards in the short term with also having that sort of more developmental upside as a sort of possession type receiver
0: terrific well uh rather than listen to myself and vincent prattle on Um, I will go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and kick it over to this interview. Enjoy Vincent speaking to Omar Bayless, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. And we'll see you next time on it is what it is.
1: I think we're to start with. I was just wondering why you chose Carolina. Obviously, as a UDFA, you have maybe more of a selection than you would do if you get drafted. And what what
2: was it about Carolina that really appealed to you? Uh, you know, they throughout the whole you know draft process, they kind of stayed in touch with me, like from, from start from to the end. So it, it just kind of showed me that you know what I'm saying they were really interested in me. So th- that's why I uh, chose throughout that process.
1: Were there, were there particular coaches who kind of stayed in touch, or was it just sort of the the organization as a whole?
2: Uh, it was uh, Coach Frey, the receiver coach. You know, mm-hmm. he just telling me, you know, uh, you know, I can come in, you know, have an opportunity to, you know, to get on special teams and, you know, learn the system because it's a growing system, you know, as of right now. So it was just one of the one of the one of those feelings where I had a good feeling about, you know, just coming here overall. Did
1: they did they talk to you much about sort of how they see your role in the offense? Obviously, that you know a lot's been made of sort of the speed they have at receiver, and you're obviously sort of more of a, a an underneath type receiver. But did they did they sort of talk to you much about how they see you fitting into sort of the larger picture of the offense?
2: Oh uh, no, not really. We were just you know just really excited about you know just you know getting me here and just you know really just showing what I can do. You know and you know we don't really just talk about those things. We just talk about the roles I can I can have on special teams to help this team win.
1: Okay. I and mean, I, doing this, I sort of went back and, and watched a couple of your games, I think, against Georgia and the Florida International game. And in, in the Georgia game in particular, the, the thing that really stood out was the way you worked against press. And it looked not just that you were really effective, but also that you, you clearly weren't just doing the same thing and repeating it. You, were, you had multiple ways of working against it. Is that one of those things where you kind of, you go into the game with like three or four ways you think you can work open and you're just picking between them or are you very much reacting to what the court was showing you?
2: Uh, but I was just, you know, going into that game and knew it was going to get pressed the whole game. So it was just someone who was working all week in uh, practice and basically a lot of it was just kind of my reaction, you know, depending on what type of leverage he was giving me, you know, if he was patient or not. So it was just basically personnel knowing who was going against. So it was just basically our reaction and, the, the type of defense that I leveraged the uh, defense guy was playing.
1: That reaction, is that something kind of you just get through practice and just by doing it over and over again, you sort of you learn to recognize what's happening or is that kind of something that you really have to work on as a clear kind of technical aspect of your game?
2: Uh, it just, you know, just something you have to work on every day, you know, because as a receiver, you're going to get press coverage. So you just got to have, you don't want to have so many releases where, you know, you can – you don't know which one you can use sometimes, but you got to have at least three or four where you can go to, you know, just to, to use just basic fundamentals, you know, basically using your hands, getting off the, uh, you know, the jam because they going to shoot their hands. So it's just something you got to work on. And that's just being a receiver. You just got to be crafty. Do you think
1: that maybe gives you a bit of an advantage over – I mean, obviously, like, college doesn't tend to play as much press outside of, say, the SEC as a lot of NFL offenses – defenses even. Do you, do you think you, you have an advantage because you have faced press and you've shown that you can do it and you kind of you, – you know you can do it against, you know, SEC corners? Do you think that gives oh, yeah. you an advantage?
2: Uh, uh, yeah, most definitely, you know, because, like you said, you know, you're going to get pressed, you know, more than that in the NFL because, you know, you got guys that can run. you got, you know, physical corners. so. You know, it's just, it's just something I'm going to continue to work on and get better at because obviously, you know, I'm not where I want to be with releases because it's sometimes where, you know, I, I I choose the wrong release. So I'm just, you know, just basically just staying with the fundamentals, you know, the, the basic of things and, you know, just really just getting off the ball when I need to. I think the only – the one that
1: I saw in the Georgia game where it maybe looked like the release didn't quite work was I think it was on a – like a, it was either an in route or, or a quick slant and you ran like almost like a double inside release. Was yeah. that something where you kind of maybe you learn from experience and you sort of think, okay, maybe don't pair that release with that route, or or is it just a matter of, of that particular rep didn't go as you wanted?
2: Uh, you no, know, uh, I would say somewhat, but you know, just somewhere, somehow I just wanted to work and see if I can I can work it in the game because you know whatever release I work in practice, I'm gonna try it in the game, mm-hmm. you know, to see if it, you know I can I can accomplish that, but. It was just basically our reaction, you know, because you always want to get the DB turn running, you know, thinking you're going run direction and then just come back another way. So it was just basically something I was using. Okay. One of the things that really stood out,
1: apart from the releases, was the way that you were able to then use although obviously in the 40 you did the combine, you didn't time that quickly, it, your ability to get up to speed really quickly stands out that you can get that leverage off the line and then you can really force the, the corner to commit vertically and then you can use that to create that underneath separation. It, is that something where, you know, maybe running uh, with, with more practice time in the NFL and that kind of stuff, do you, is that something where you're continuing trying to work on to, to, to take the things that you know you can do well and, try and maximize the impact of that on a wider variety of routes?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, most definitely, uh, because you know, you, you really don't. A lot. A lot of people think you win down the field. You know, you really win at the line. You know, with, with depending on the release and you know just how, how basically how you get off the ball. So at the line, then you know I got a you know first good you know couple of steps. Of course, I you know kind of tested poorly you know with the forty at the combine. But uh, it's just basically just winning at the mind and just getting into your routes and just create separation from the DB.
1: Is that kind of, you know, you talked about maybe that you're continuing to want to improve. It, it, is, is route running something where you kind of, you have a, a clear idea of how you want to get better going forward? Or is it
2: just at this point wanting to get better at everything you can get better at? I don't know, I, at this point, I want to get better at everything that I can get better at because, you know, these guys are elite at this level. So is if you... You know, you got to win these and one fight. You just, you, you have to work on it. You know, you got to be able to, to get ready to use that against, you know, your opponent. And I'm just, I'm right now I'm working on everything that I can possibly. Uh, you,
1: you you mentioned that the coaches didn't really sort of specify
2: a clear role for you when they were talking to you
1: before, before you arrived. But having now sort of had a few walkthroughs and, and starting to get into patterns the practice and stuff do you sort of see how how your skill set can sort of fit in with with the sort of the the robbie anderson's and the dj moores who uh, the curtis samuels who can offer more of that pure
2: vertical threat is it kind of is it becoming clearer how how you could fit as part of this offense uh, oh yeah more because you know you got those guys those some you know great receivers you know they you know they just somebody them guys you know they always set examples you know for for guys like me coming in you know so i just kind of you know, ball into their footsteps and, you know, to see how they're doing things and, you know, and whenever my time comes, I can, you know, get in, you know, and, and contribute and help them out also when the time comes.
1: We spoke to Robbie Anton a few days ago. He was saying he talked to you sort of specifically because, you know, as a former UDFA who kind of, you know, without the preseason and stuff, it's, you're going to have to really impress in practices and and, and, and in-house effectively. Are there things that he's particularly pointed out out that you think you found helpful in terms of going through the process and sort of learning how how to how to stick on a roster as a UDFA.
2: Uh, just you know, just finding a role and, and being great at it, and just come out every single day, you know, working and you know, don't give them a reason, you know, to, to to look at me and question me, like if he can do this or not. You know, I always you know go out and you know, just get one percent better every day, and you know, don't don't take it for granted. You know, cherish every moment because you never know when it can be your last. So. You know, I just I just took those words and, you know, I went from there and just every day I'm just finding, you know, different roles to, you no know, you no know, help this team out.
1: Sort of on that line, I mean, one of the other things that, that also really stuck out, I think, the Florida International game was as a player, I think you blocked the the, the DB right off the side of the pitch. And, and you know, Matt Rule has talked about how, how you can make a, an impact through special teams. And do you think you can, that one of your paths to the roster and a way to make an impact in the short term is those kind of plays that maybe don't show up in a highlight reel, but, but you know, impact the game on special teams or, or, or through blocking when you're out there. Those things you're really taking a pride in and make, trying to make a real impact with.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a small thing, you know, like that. Like, when I don't have the balls, turn up the field, go find somebody to block because, you know, who got, you know who got in the backfield, so you never know, you know when he can come out and right the ball. So you just got to be, you know, be where you're at, you know, and just, you know, not, like I said, just not taking enough grinning and, You know, just finding those roles and and being great at it. You know, we got some great coaches. They they real detailed about what they do, and if you you know listen to what they what they got to say and implement that to the field, then I should be very successful at doing whatever they need me to do.
1: I think when I sort of went back and looked at your your, like your Arkansas State stuff, and and you you, your statistics were far from bad before your your redshirt senior season, but you obviously had this massive increase both in your receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns. Was it one of those things where you just had to wait for your opportunity to see the field and get those chances, or do you think you really took a step as a player that year as
2: well? Uh, it, I would I would say both because like I, before that, you know, I was getting opportunities, you know, in spurts and you know showing what I can do whenever I did it. And I would say my my last year, I I, I really took I really took football serious like. You know, it's do or die. So you know, which I, you know, I I went in, I went into Arkansas State with that mindset, but you know, I was having those slumps where I was, you know, I had a red shirt. You know, and I had a OK season my first year, second year. You know, I had an OKC okay and third year OK. So I, it was just to the point where I needed to have a great season where you know I can I can just even guy hands and and let him you know do the rest. So. And the offense coordinator, Coach Hague, uh Coach Anderson, my position coach at Arkansas State, they really believed in me. Because, you know, every day at practice, I would, you know, go out and, you know, push the guys and, you know, push myself. And they made me a whole lot better. So in the games, it was easy. And, you know, they, they really trusted me. So whenever I got those opportunities, I didn't take them for granted.
1: I think I, I read that you sort of had quite a lot of, of um, hardship off the field. I think it was your redshirt junior season where a lot of, you had a lot of um, family and friends pass away right. was that one of those things where it kind of changed your mindset about things or was it just you know you have to move on and and and, and actually that that's 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 life but football's kind of separate and, and yeah how, how much do those two things kind of influence? how much does that influence who you are on the field and how you've approached sort of the game since then or is it kind of completely separate
2: uh it's some um, you know I. Uh... I use it as more motivation, you know, because, you know, when I'm on the field, I'm at peace, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I do it for those people that I lost, you know, and all the things that, that went on in my life, you know, I, I do it for them on the field, but you know, it's just, it's when I leave the field and it's just like, I come back to reality in life, you know, I get to think like, man, those people are really gone, but you know, if, at the end of the day, it's life, you know, and I and I can't I can't control what happened and how and how to wait those things happen. But you know, I just I, I got closer with God. I you know I, I pray to Him every night and I you know, just ask for peace, peaceness and just just keep moving forward because I know those those people you know watching down on me and they they got me well protected and you know, I just do it for them and use it as extra motivation. That makes sense. I think the,
1: the final thing in terms of sort of your, your college stuff is, um, you, you went against both Stan Thomas Oliver and Jeremy Chin in your in college. Is that correct? I mean, yeah. What is it like now being sort of on the same team as them? And do you kind of do you see that they've changed as players, or is it is it very much kind of they are who uh, they were kind of thing?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, Stan, he he he's getting better. You know, every day in practice, you know, he's working. He's doing what he, he has to do, you know. And, you know, Chen, you know, he's just a guy that works hard. You know, he don't really talk much. He, he's just a guy that, that, that gets his work done and, you know, gone by his day. And, but, uh, yeah, I played against those guys, Uh, you know, very competitive game when we played. But I think uh, Chen, we played him, he's just kind of like played like the first half because he I guess something had happened. But, Yeah, uh, but it's cool just to be with those guys now, you know, know, we're competing against each other and we're going to compete against each other at this level also, you know, in practice just to, you know, make each other better knowing that we came in at the same time. You know, we can all, you know, help each other out and look look to one another. I mean, you had a pretty big game against uh, Stan
1: Thomas Oliver. Does that ever kind of – do you ever mention that or is that kind of one of those things where it happened and and now it's happened kind of thing?
2: No, nah, I don't, I don't – no, nah, I never mention it. You know, I uh, I, I, don't, I really never mention none of the uh, old games, you know, from Arkansas State. You know, of course, I. you know, I reminisce sometimes about it, but, you know, I'm a Carolina Panther. now. I'm trying to, you know, do those type of things to other people at this level. Now. So, you know, but you know, if we talk about it from now and then, then we'll just kind of talk about it. But we never really just mention
1: it. I mean, you mentioned earlier about sort of you know the co- coaches working with you to kind of help you get better and improve and stuff. And I was struck by one of the things that Matt Rule said to us yesterday. And he was talking about you know yesterday was the first sort of set of one on ones and kind of padded practices and stuff, and that they kind of it's now about players going away and working on their things technically and getting better. Is that one of the things where now as a pro you're expected to just you have your tape, you look you you break down your tape or, or work, break it down with the coaches, and then you go away and and, and work on those things, or is it you know, obviously, a lot of the Panthers coaches have come from college or you know, fairly recently. Is it one of those things where it's still kind of much more of like a teaching aspect, where they're they're working with you to, to to focus on these technical things they want you to work on, and
2: and maybe more uh, more of that kind of a, approach. Uh, it, it, it kind of, it's it kind of both because they know I'm, I'm kind of like catching on to what's going on around like learning the system, you know, things like that. So they expect me to, you know, when I leave here, you know, come study my playbook, you know, and things like that. And just on my own, you know, make sure I take care of my body. But they also still teaching me, you know, what what really need to be done, you know, because I'm still kind of, you know, swimming a little bit, you know, with this whole process. But I'm really catching on. So I'm just being coachable at this point, you know, buying into all the information that they're telling me, you know, writing everything down so I can remember it, you know, or go over it. I'm just, you know, whatever the, whatever they got for me, I uh, need for me to do, I'm willing to do it. In any type
1: of way. Is that kind of, you know, obviously this year because of coronavirus, the, uh, the sort of the, the ramp up has been much more gradual. There's been sort of a slower kind of uh, uh, walk through sort of set up. As a rookie, as someone who's kind of got a lot of things you know, on their plate uh, to start with, is that something that you've sort of really appreciated having that sort of more gradual sort of introduction into the game at the NFL level?
2: Uh, yeah, you no, know, because coming in, you know, everything slowed down. So, you know, I'm not really like as. as... When we began it, you know, we didn't start out fast. So it wasn't like I'm just, you know, kind of messing up everything and, you know, don't know where to go. You know, everything was slowed down. So it gave me a chance to really process everything that they were saying. And we was going over and you know, walkthroughs and things like that. I was processing all that information. And, you know, we were going to film room, watch film. And whatever I had a mistake on, you know, it was it was corrected in the, in the film room. You know, like Code Rules say, you know, he always tell the coaches, you, know, uh, you know, coach him up in the film room, you know, and just let him play on the field, and we'll fix the mistakes and watch uh, film.
1: And have Have you had a huge amount to do with sort of, um, Joe Brady so far? And and could you talk about what he's what he's been like as a coach? Obviously, someone who's, who's very young himself.
2: Oh, uh, he's a, he's a great coach. You know, he just expect he expect the highest level of football. You know, out of every every guy on his uh, team, well, in, the, in, the, in the offense on the offensive side, and he's just a great coach, man. He's a he's a he's an expert at what he do, and just a, just a great guy all around. You know, he, he always you know want to throw you know from the jug machine us. Uh, you know, he always want to play ball games. You know, throwing tennis ball back each other. You know, just you know, just finding ways to, to to get this whole unit better as one. And he, I appreciate him, but you know, he's a, he's a great
1: coach. In my, eyes. I mean, we touched on, yeah, you know, the, the, the releases and kind of route running, sort of areas that you kind of maybe looking to. You know, so you want to get better in really every area. Are there kind of particular things that you, you've identified from your game from college that you really want to focus on, or, or, or is it is
2: it still you know see how it works at the NFL level? Uh, I, I would say just getting in and out of my breaks faster, you know, because you got elite quarterbacks, so. I like tell you come out to break the ball going to be on you. So that's one of the main things that I'm working on, you know, but I'm working on everything else. But that's one of the main focus because just just getting out of my breaks because you got DBs that can run, you know, just fast as you. So you got to be able to come out there break and make, make it easier for the quarterback and, and myself. So that's one of the main I'm working on.
1: I think the final thing I wanted to ask was kind of how you found this kind of uh, like virtual offseason thing. Obviously, you inhibits you and in that you, you can't meet with coaches and stuff but how have you found you know maybe not being able to work out as you'd like or having to run everything through these sort of zoom meetings rather than meeting in person how, how have you found that whole experience uh
2: that experience was crazy because you really was on your own but of course we had virtual meetings but outside of that it was kind of on your own where you, you had to find somewhere to work out so you that's where accountability came in that you know with, with, with that whole process going on it was just you know, knowing when we get here, we go on condition. So if you at home, you know during during this whole pandemic, which is still going on, you know, you know, just you just had to go out and do stuff on your own, and also be uh, cautious when you do it. So it was it was just a big learning tool. You know, just a kind of gave us an extra advantage to to, to get with a uh, a lot of the guys and just get caught up on how Coach Rule and the coaching staff wanted things done when we got here. So. We can we can be behind, so I feel like that that helped a whole lot. Thanks a lot man. All right,